Welcome to our mini episodes, where we answer your biggest questions about money. Like we said last week, we're going back to our full-length episodes next month, and we've got some amazing guests lined up, including Deborah Meaden. Did I mention Deborah Meaden's on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> been, named, been dropping that name all over the floor, haven't we, too? Casually dropping it to my mum's friends, every, they all love it. But in the meantime, we're working our way through the mountain of questions that you guys have sent in. So, Demo, what have we got on the cards today? Well, T, I'm going to put you to the test today um, because we're going to talk about something that's rarely out of the headlines, and that is interest rates. Fantastic. I'm screwed. <laughs> I think we all are, mate. Um, so do you, want to, do you want to read Andy's question, first of all? Sure. Uh, cheers, Andy. Andy says, wages are driving inflation, as Rishi keeps saying. If you take out mega CEO pay rises, is this really the case? I'll let you take this one, T. <laughs> <laughs> Well, in my past, ex- no, no. Come on, mate, here's, here's the ball, mate. Run with it. Come on. Um, yeah, it's, I'm the captain now. It's my show. So basically, what okay. I want to tell you about interest rates, I don't have any idea what I would tell you about interest rates. <laughs> <laughs> I would give you some bad advice on interest. Things are getting more expensive. How's that? Yeah, decent, decent. Uh, good observation go. for sure. Okay, so I don't like the way that Rishi's blaming inflation on people's wages. It's kind of like saying that small boats are to blame for the country's problems. It's more of a secondary effect to a larger issue, if you will. So what caused inflation initially was money printing in response to COVID, and then mix that in with energy and supply shocks due to the pandemic and Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Now, it is true that if you give people more money, they spend that money and that leads to inflation. It's that whole thing of like, if everyone had a million pounds, no one's rich, if that makes sense, because everyone's now got the same increased spending power. But you know, it, that's a very simple way to look at it. And to, for him to go, oh, increased wages are causing inflation, I think is quite a simplistic view. I think one example that we can point towards that he's probably highlighting is core inflation. So core inflation is inflation or the inflation measure after you strip out food and energy, which are the more volatile components of the inflation. And a lot of the core inflation in the UK is the service industry, Uh, Most of us work in services, you know, financial services, whatever. And the biggest cost for service-based businesses is their staff costs, you know, paying the wages. So what Rishi might be alluding to is the fact that as prices have gone up, services, service-based industries have had pressure from their, their staff to increase their wages. They've increased the wages. And then that's basically meant that those service-based businesses have put up their prices again. They call it a wage price spiral. But I'm reluctant to call it that because I think it's the other way around. So prices went up first. People rightfully said, hold on, our wages have been flat in real terms for the last decade or so. And now prices have gone up 20% in the last couple of years. We need a pay rise. They get the pay rise. And then that means, again, that the service-based industries go, oh, well, we put our prices up again. And I think that's probably what he means when he says that. Yes, in a true sense, giving people more money increases inflation. But I think... It's looking at a secondary factor in the same way with small boats. It's like, you know, the immigration system in this country is probably broken and that's leading to more people pushing boats into the sea. The small boats aren't the reason the immigration system's broken. Does that make sense? Definitely. I mean, that was definitely better analysis than I could have given. When I, I remember that when I was, um, when my kid got born, there was like all the nurses and doctors were going on strike. Sorry, you hear my chain jangling in the background. Uh, you could hear all the doctors. Yeah, uh, inflation the, ain't hit the, the Akerele home, has it? 
got that chain swinging. Gold's a good, good store of value, mate. That's it. It's an investment and it also looks good. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but all the doctors and nurses were on strike um, and we were worried because we're like, is there going to be anyone to look after our baby? And we were there for like uh, quite a while in the hospital and you start talking to the midwives and nurses and they're like, like the reason they're all on strike is because their wages weren't keeping up with inflation. They were all, there's something that was saying, if I was a cleaner, I would make more money. If I was at home, I would make more money. So it that's kind of what really brought it to light for me. Like they, the nurses were saying they were making less than if they got other jobs. And you think a nurse is a pretty, pretty good it's job. It's a joke, so. mate. It is a joke. The thing is with public services, they're hard jobs. Like yeah. being a doctor and a nurse is a hard job. And to, to say that those jobs aren't then paid well, why would you do it? You know, you're basically just relying on people being saints, and that's not fair. And it's stress. You know, and it's high stress as well. Like, yeah, they've got a they've got a life long in hours, their situations. high stress, dealing with death and shite. Like, literally, I can't even I mean? like, with my parking tickets, and they've got to worry no. about someone's life. So, yeah, I, I feel for them. So, the, you know, I, I'm answering the question from two perspectives. There's the the economic perspective of if you give everyone more money, it will cause inflation. Rishi's leaning on that, but in reality, it's a bit like mm, you're focusing on one little component. There's a lot of other things that caused inflation before the wages did. But then there's the human element of you have to pay people in line with inflation, otherwise their living standards go backwards. And maybe if over the last decade or so, real incomes had kept up with inflation, we would we would be okay. You know, in the terms of if people's incomes haven't been going backwards. But since 2008, people's real incomes have been going backwards anyway. And now we've had the inflation problem. So it's even worse. It's a bitter pill to swallow, isn't it? When yeah. a guy's telling you, oh, you getting more money's causing inflation, but his missus just signed a contract with, you know, BP or whatever for an extra billion pounds. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that part of the problem. It's like, how much inflation is that causing, Rishi? Uh, well, hope we answered your question, Andy. The next one's, uh, oh. Go on, no, read it. You don't do much else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the next question that uh, James wrote to us, charming guy, wrote, love the podcast and the YouTube channel, taught me loads, and I work in asset management. So we're teaching all, big and small. Rather than raising interest rates with all the bad consequences and indiscriminate nature of them, why doesn't the government raise taxes? It doesn't need to spend the money. It could use it to pay down debt or store it for when inflation is lower and thus not risk keeping inflation higher for longer. Okay. Um, first of all, I'll you know- I'll take that one, Damo, since you're tongue-tied. Go on, then. She's like, oh, God, carry all the weight on my shoulders all the time. Um, <laughs> it's heavy, man, it's heavy. So basically, I think rich people don't pay taxes. I mean, I know a lot of rich people. <laughs> I know a lot of rich people and I'm, I'm going to keep it a hundred. Like let's start with the corporation. So no one gets offended. Starbucks and all these big companies, they don't, they don't pay their full taxes. If they pay any, like I saw there was an article a couple of years ago, Starbucks tax bill was like a hundred pounds. It was lower than my tax bill. And I was like, how is that possible? You guys are making so much money. But then you also look at the high net worth individuals. Um, and let me not tell any too many secrets before they get me get a hit put out on me or something but basically rich people do all the legal tax breaks and then once they've exhausted all the like legal ways of avoiding money some of them do some illegal ways to avoid paying tax basically i think that the rich people aren't paying enough taxes and it's really annoying because i intend to be very rich and i think i'm already 
quite well off, but I'm paying taxes, okay? So I don't see why people who have more money than me aren't paying more taxes, or at least the same as me, or like, yeah, I think it should be proportional. What do you think, Damo? So the one issue I've got with like the tax the rich narrative, I think you're right. It's got to be taxed as super rich, right? Because I see a lot of people bash people over the head with like a hundred grand a year incomes. Yeah, and that's like, not They rich. should be taxed loads more. You know, people people on twenty grand a year and people on one hundred and twenty grand a year have far more in common with each other than someone on one hundred and twenty and a billion. Do you know what I mean? Like they're they're out in a different league, aren't they? Yeah. Um, and it seems like when we say raise taxes, it's actually just the middle to high earners that get punished. And I don't think that that's very fair. I think they pay quite a lot in tax anyway. I think 40% tax bans and all of this stuff. It's insane, um, isn't it? 40% and yeah, it's-, it's Yeah, and, 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 higher, millionaire, and higher. And then you just lose 40%, then you're no longer a millionaire. I'd be like, I'd be gutted. I'd be like, <laughs> I just made my first million and then like, and there's 40% oh. and I'm like, and now I'm broke again. Well, I'm not broke, but yeah, I'm oh, not a millionaire. Oh yeah, I'll, you can play solid gold violin for you, mate. Like, just, <laughs> I'll take that half a million quid off your hands. You can have half of that as well. But no, I think- um, I think it's also worth pointing out that they probably already have increased taxes in a way. So through a concept called fiscal drag, people will remember, or they might not, that the government chose not to increase the tax free the tax allowances or the tax bans, which meant that as people got paid more through wage increases, more people were pushed into higher tax rates. I've got the data here that shows the number of additional rate, higher rate taxpayers will increase by 55% to 862,000 people. So those people are being paid more and are now being taxed more as a result of taxes not moving. So they are paying more tax. And if you consider as well, once we adjust for inflation, so the real impact on their wages, a lot of these people will be actually be getting paid less even though they've had pay rises because their wages haven't gone up in line with inflation and they've been taxed higher amounts on the proportion that has gone up. So they have increased taxes, they just haven't increased taxes. So a lot of economists seem to think that monetary policy is more effective than fiscal policy. So one is interest rates in the Bank of England, the other is government spending. And basically they say that the Bank of England is a more effective way of, of combating inflation. That's why the focus is there. The other thing is, there was arguments from economists that I saw that taxation actually makes it, there's less incentive for businesses to produce. And that means that then the supply restricts and then as a result of that, prices go up. So it can have the opposite effect. I don't know how that works out because tax is a percentage of, of a gain, isn't it? You know, you know, you're never paying more in tax than you earn potentially. But I do, the point I want to put across is it's never as simple as input output with these kind of things. And there's always ripple effects. Also, as that's all I got to say on that. I don't really know the answers, but I, I know that things aren't as simple. And I also know when we raise taxes, I, I think we, all, we ultimately end up punishing people that shouldn't be paying more taxes and the people who should be kind of just get away with it anyway. Yeah. Next question. I, I, I want to say mo, Moz, Mo, 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 okay, M-O-8-Z-Z, Moaz. Moaz, Moaz. Moaz, should we just have a debate on his name? Um, where do you see interest rates setting at over the next two years and the next five years? This is not a prediction. Do not do any financial investing based on Demo's random numbers that he pulls out of his butt. 
I am literally going to pull these out my ass. So yeah, I, I appreciate the disclaimer there too. Um, historically, rates have been all over the place. If we go back over 100 years, we, we had like 16% in the 80s, I think, or 15%. But the recent period in the last 14, 15 years of near zero is very unusual, historically speaking. And while we might have all got used to it, they're not normal. So I think one thing we can definitely say is that rates will be higher than zero, um, you know, going forwards. There you go, solid. Solid, that solid. That's solid prediction. <laughs> write, that, that. write that down, T. <laughs> Keep it vague. Yeah, the, su- <laughs> the sun will rise tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. So I think if you're going to hold me again to it, put like a gun to my head and something and say, where do you think we're going? I'll say that we're going we're gonna to go near to 6%. We're going to hold them there for a while through 2024 to combat inflation. And then maybe in a response to the UK economy overcorrecting or us entering a recession, we'll see a decline. But I think long term, we'll probably sit like four or five years or whatever at closer to 4% than we will anything else. Four or five percent. Again, I'm pulling numbers out my backside there. I was going to say... That's not bad. My calculations have a 5.2%. So you're, you're pretty <laughs> what close calcu- to me, What calculations are Don't you worry running about over it. there? My sources, trust me, mate. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, you got you got your little uh, year nine scientific calculator. You're just bashing <laughs> buttons. Oh, trusty. I can make it say... say it says or something like yeah, this. If I turn it, it upside down, I can make it right. <laughs> <laughs> What kind of topics do you want us to cover in season two of Making Money? And are there any guests you'd just love for us to have on? Let us know at makingmoney at kindling.media or message us on Instagram. And finally, thank you so much for all the support. I really mean that. Me too. Yeah, of course you do, mate. They, they love you for some reason. It's because I'm the star of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. But anyway, seriously, thank you for all the love you've given us. See you next week. Quick question from me and the Making Money team. Would you like us to come into your workplace to teach you and your colleagues more about personal finance? It's an absolute joke that we're not taught what to do with money. And this knowledge gap makes most people much poorer over their lifetimes. Take your work-based pension. Most people have no idea what the fund they're invested in does. And plenty of people just opt out altogether. We can cover whatever is most important, from the basics to complex financial retirement planning supported by qualified financial advisors who are not there to sell you anything. We take different approaches for different people in a company depending on stuff like their age or their income. If you think people you work with could benefit from financial education, then please email will at getmost.co.uk. It doesn't matter what your role is in the business, we want to hear from you. So email will at getmost.co.uk. And I've left a link in the description for you. Here at Mindset Win, we want to give you the tools to become better at what you do. Taking inspiration and wisdom from our guests, we will hear stories, strategies, tips and tricks. Told by leading names in sport and beyond. Who know what it takes to get to the very top. There will be two episodes each week packed with amazing stories and practical takeaways for us all to follow. Search for Mindset Win on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app.